Welcome back to the Gridiron Gang Podcast featuring Juice Sauce Johnston in the lab cooking. We're talking all the games, week 12 recap, we're back at it, and we're talking about a game that I know you were so fired up about all week, Jesse. It's the Monday Nighter, Chicago Bears, Minnesota Vikings. Let's get to it. Before I get started, I just want to sh- say uh, free shiesty. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it looks like Dodd Sanity is over. Four picks from uh, Josh Dobbs. Terrible game by him. Leaving Kevin O'Connell to say, uh, you know, going into the bye week and, co- and once they're coming out of the bye week that, you know, he might not even be the starter moving forward. He mentioned that, you know, Justin Jefferson kind of shapes their offense and it kind of just made me feel like if, if Justin Jefferson's back after their bye week, they're going to go with Nick Mullins. So pretty crazy turn of events for a guy that was riding such a high coming off one of the I would say, worst QB performances of the year. Um, not that Justin Fields was much better. I mean, he had two fumbles. They couldn't they couldn't score at all with all the turnovers their defense was playing. It was Felt a, like they had the ball at the 50-yard line. The whole Every possession and were unable to score. It was pretty pathetic. It's but. a great turnaround by the Bears' defense. I mean, they played a really good game. They've been playing really good football. Jalen Johnson's one of the better premier corners in the, in the league. Uh, the defensive line got after Dobbs, creating pressure all game, and... Yeah, Eli, I thought those were the main talking points in this uh, game. I mean, not a lot else happened. Uh, the Bears become the first team this year to win a game without scoring a touchdown, and, you know, you can just thank Josh Dobbs for that one. Yeah, I mean, four turnovers, four interceptions. You could argue a couple maybe weren't his fault, deflected, whatever. But the point Fuck is, that. he did not play well. He was very, very bad. Um, he missed Addison wide open, which could yeah, have changed the game. I mean, you can argue that Jordan Addison He could have toe-tapped the line and had more open, awareness. But, yeah, you got to expect the guy to hit you when you're that open. Either way, the one thing that stood out is DJ Moore. He just continues to be elite in a very non-elite offense. And it would just be crazy to see what this guy could do on a real team, Jesse. Yeah. It's a huge loss for the Vikings in their playoff hopes. I mean, like, every game's getting to the point where it's quintessential right now to get wins, especially against lesser opponents like Chicago. So four bad turnovers, question marks going forward. And we'll move right along because there's not more to talk about with that one. So Baltimore, L.A. Chargers, uh, I mean, this was pretty hilarious too. I felt like Baltimore did not even play remotely close to their best football. They didn't have Mark Andrews, obviously, and... They still just easily handled L.A. and dispersed of them, no problem. Personally thought this was another terrible game. Uh, pretty sloppy football by the Ravens. I mean, they definitely played down to their opponent and the Chargers. And, you know, uh, 2010 was the final, but the game was kind of a lot closer than that, minus that, like, Zay Flowers touchdown at the very end. Um, I'll give credit to the Chargers defense. You know, it was one of their better games of the season. It seemed like the personnel changes that Brandon Staley made in the back end and the secondary kind of paid off. Like you said, though, no Mark Andrews. Um, but yeah, just I this Chargers offense is hard to watch. You have, you know, one of the most physically gifted quarterbacks in the NFL, and uh, Justin Herbert. He's been pretty inconsistent all year. I mean, he's he's, I know he's way more capable. He's capable of playing way better than what he's doing right now. And uh, I don't think Kellen Moore has given him a lot of help as the offense coordinator. They don't have any any playmakers on that offense besides Keenan Allen. The Mike Williams injury is terrible for them. It's been it's been very noticeable. Uh, Quentin Johnson's just been horrible this year as a rookie. I don't want to bag on him too hard, but it just con- it continues to the trend of Big Twelve receivers coming into the NFL and sucking. Aside from Hollywood Brown and aside from C.D. Lamb, I don't really know any other Big Twelve receivers that come in and kind of just get off the ground running. You know, 
So those are my main taking points from that game. I think the Ravens are, you know, them and, and the Chiefs are probably the two best teams in the AFC, maybe the Jaguars. But I, I just think the Ravens can play a lot better. And now they're also heading into their bye. They can get healthy. That was like they have one game in like the next 23 days. Uh, I think coming up after this with the bye and everything. So kind of a kind of a weird part of their schedule. But look for them to get healthy coming out of the bye and try to play better football than that for sure, Eli. Yeah, man. And shout out Lamar Jackson. That's 5,000 career rushing yards for him in that game. He just surpassed Michael Vick for the fastest ever to do it. 82 games to get there. I know he doesn't want to be viewed as a runner. But that's still a very impressive thing to top a guy like Michael Vick, who yeah. was known for running around defenses. And for he years joins and years. Uh, Cam Newton, Michael Vick, and Russell Wilson in that club. So that's right. Yeah, and shockingly so, not a lot of people would probably think Russell Wilson would be in that club. My he, boy Russ, not really the guy that the, comes to my mind. That guy is the only guy with 40k pass yards in that club, though. Just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different, different level, different levels, man. He's. But probably... I feel like Lamar will get there. I mean, he's so young. <laughs> and a Super Bowl, but either way, um. Yeah, Zay Flowers for a small TD game, so good for him. Did it in both the air and on the ground, which is kind of surprising. I haven't really seen him take many handoffs this year or anything like that, so pretty interesting to see if they'll use him that way going forward. I and like that. I like that, to be honest. Yeah, I do. I think he's got those capabilities. He's a very uh, versatile mover when he's running with the ball as well, so it's good to get different ways to get him the ball. But yeah, so Baltimore still stands atop on their division, 9-3 and three now, and the Chargers are basically... Looking forward with one eye onto the next year yeah. at this point. I just Jesse. really quickly gonna shout out Khalil Mack. Couple sacks in this game. He's got like thirteen and a half on the year or thirteen. He's having a great year. And he's uh, having a few huge games yeah, he's, too, he's, man. He's, he's yeah, exactly. He's got some a lot of multi sack games, and uh, he's been like the lone bright spot on that fucking pathetic defense. He so. really has. He really has. Good bounce back year for Khalil Mack. So Kansas City, Las Vegas Raiders, 31-17, Kansas City. No surprise there. The only surprise being was that the Raiders got out to a quick 14-0 lead thanks to, I believe, a 63-yard run from Josh Jacobs at one point early in the second quarter. Um, Aiden O'Connell was decently solid, actually. He didn't take any sacks, didn't or took one sack, didn't turn the ball over in this game. And yeah, Mahomes is just Mahomes. Pacheco got in the house a couple times, and Rasheed Rice is trying to elevate himself to be one of those go-to receivers for Patrick Mahomes at this point. Yeah, Aiden O'Connell, you know, nothing special, nothing terrible from him. I mean, he's an absolute slug in the pocket. You know? <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> like, really cannot um, move back there. I don't think he's going to, like, I don't uh, think he's the quarterback of the future. Probably a really good uh, backup quarterback, but he's just, if you can't do anything off script in today's NFL, you're not going to find too much success there. But, yeah, um, shout out Max Crosby, another sack for him. Um, yeah. He spent Thursday in the hospital with an infection. He was actually doubtful for this game and ended up playing. I mean, that guy's a freak. They almost, like, guaranteed him not playing in it. Well, I mean, so. I, I, when you're doubtful, you're just, that's basically out. So yeah, that's crazy. Good for him. I He's thought, a beast, man. He's a beast. Yeah, he is a beast. I thought the Chiefs really opened it up offensively after they were down 14-0. Mahomes um, just started letting it rip. Um it was nice to see Rishi Rice be the primary guy, like we've been saying all year, especially you. Somebody needs to step up here, and it looks like they might have found their guy. Um, I noticed they were running a lot more plays with uh, Rishi Rice and Sky Moore as the primary targets for receiver. I don't know if maybe Justin Watson and MVS have fallen out of the trust tree after that pathetic performance by both individuals against the Eagles. 
Uh, nice bounce back game though from Kelsey as well. And yeah, I just thought the Chiefs really opened it up. They stuck with the run game. It wasn't flashy. It wasn't pretty. Pacheco gets those hard, hard earned yards. He's a physical runner. And Patrick Mahomes was on his game this week against the Raiders. FTR on God always. Yeah, and it was a huge game for the Chiefs. Make no mistake about it. Because I mean. There's a real dogfight for this number one seed at this point in the AFC. I really don't see the Kansas City Chiefs getting there, but I think it's massive that they do because Mahomes in his whole career so far has had home games in every single matchup yeah. until the Super Bowl. I don't right? even think they have the AFC West locked up, man. Yeah, they I mean, they got to keep sure. winning. Yeah, it's a big win. It's a big win because the Raiders are definitely a team they should be throttling, so they did The Raiders just, are 5-7, uh, and seven, and they're literally, in my opinion, bottom three team in the NFL. I just want to point that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dog they, shit franchise. They are not good. They are not good except for Max Crosby. Let's just say and, and, and Adams pretty good too but. yeah whatever he's on my fantasy team doing fuck all so. play him aoc yeah for that. yeah get over there i will say the raiders since firing josh uh josh mcdaniels can't remember his name yeah, he's, he's so, so forgetful, yeah but i do think they look a lot better they coach do. with they antonio do. pierce i mean patrick graham's very good defensive coordinator i just wanted to point that out there they're taking they took zero penalties in this game and it's crazy that they lost the game by 14 points taking zero penalties kind of just shows you the talent on there but yeah i just wanted to chime that in real quick yeah Raiders could go ahead and look forward to next year they ain't making the playoffs this year I'm just gonna come out and say I, it. I don't even know they're winning their game. They, they, <laughs> they, they ain't getting their Chiefs will be there uh this was a wild game dude 34 37 win for the Philadelphia Eagles in overtime over the Buffalo Bills this was seriously wild to watch uh Jalen Hurts could not do a fucking damn thing in that first half the, 50 yards the buffalo defense looked incredible in the first half and i mean we just saw pure will pure determination pure tenacity from that whole entire philadelphia eagles team to will their way back into the game and we saw another really key turnover from josh allen at a really key moment in the game too jesse so yeah i mean there's one thing there's three things that are certain in life, death, taxes, and a Josh Allen turnover. But I, I honestly, my my personal opinion, I thought Josh Allen was the best player on the field. thought he game. played great. Man. Like, when you think about it, J- Jalen Hurts had like 50 yards passing at halftime, and the Bills were up 10. If Josh Allen had 50 yards passing in the first half, <laughs> yeah, they, they would be down, be down like 24 yeah, points. Yeah. And so, you know, he had majority of their rushing yards. He was throwing the ball all over the yard. He was like 29 of 51. I thought he played a really good game. I mean, th- there's just no room for error for this. But like this Buffalo team is not good. No. Like I like Josh Allen, he gets scrutinized for the turnovers. I think people just need to accept that that's who he is. He's going to get touchdowns. He's going to turn the ball over. But he's the only reason this team's even competitive. Like, Stephon Diggs has been a nobody these last few weeks. I know he had like 70-something yards, but he wasn't even the best receiver on the team this week. James Cook dropped a surefire oh touchdown. Oh my god, that was a huge drop. Man. So just like there's really no room for error for Josh Allen, and when he does make mistakes, it ends up costing the team. And I, I just kind of feel bad for him. I think they want to, they really this offseason need to surround him with some more talent, some more playmakers on the perimeter. A bit of a like their offensive line isn't bad pass protection, but they have no attitude to run the ball. Like it's not a physical run game. It's like a boomer bust run game. Josh Allen contributes a lot of their running rushing yards. So, and yeah, Jalen Hurts, he's just got that clutch factor. Um, he's a winner. He's a born winner. Coach's son. He brings that attitude. The, the team loves him. They rally around him. Another big game from Devontae Smith. AJ Brown, nothing too crazy, but he got in the house. And uh, 
Yeah, this was a really game of the year, arguably. I mean, it was a really fun game back and forth. In the Especially in half. sloppy conditions to see Football like some weather, pretty damn elite offense yeah. from both sides at the end of the game. Really impressive. I mean, this Eagles team, they're so special. I really hate to say it, but they really are. And they have all the pieces right there for them to really go all the way this year, man. Um, that was a clutch kick by Jake Elliott. Too. That's in huge. In the pissing rain. Fucking huge, yarder. man. That ain't easy, yeah. man. I'll tell you that. Especially in the pissing rain. You can't even kick a soccer ball easy in the pissing no. rain. So that that was special. Um, so now that's three losses in their last four games for the Bills. They're heading into their bye week, Jesse. Coming out of their bye week, Dallas? they got the Chiefs, the Chiefs, and then Dallas, and then Dallas yeah. Chargers, Patriots, Dolphins to finish the year. So I mean, I see two wins there. I'm <laughs> telling you right now, they're, they're sitting at six and six, so they're gonna need a whole lot more than just two wins to get to the playoffs. I mean, I think they're gonna they're, need other teams to lose. They're too. really gonna need something special at this point, either a crazy run to finish the year or some other help, like you say, from across the league. Uh, this is kind of shocking. You called it at the start of the year pregame show you said you didn't see this buffalo team getting there this year it's kind of playing out to be yeah. that way at this point this is not the schedule you want to look at to end the year because even i mean the chargers and the patriots they might sound like two easy wins but buffalo and the patriots typically they just already beat them they, 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 they play each other tight like we see some other teams in divisional matchups throughout history as well too yeah. so yeah, it's tough sledding for them, man. It's really tough sledding, and the Philadelphia Eagles just keep doing what they've been doing. They keep winning games. Got a big one coming Huge up. Huge fucking right? game coming up against San Francisco. This is really... They're underdogs at expect, home, too. Expect a lot of physicality. These teams really don't like each other, especially in recent years. They want that top dog. They want that alpha position in the NFC. So My boy Debo Samuel's looking there. for the smoke this week. Yeah, he's he already really is. talking shit. No, I love it, too. He don't regret nothing, man. He don't regret a damn thing that he said. You hear Hear it no. straight from his mouth. And, so. and he's on my fantasy team, and he's gonna put on for me this week because I'm I'm on the cusp of missing missing the playoffs here. So yeah, let's, let's just Debo. hope Ayuk just takes a week off. By the way, but we'll we'll get feed into Debo. that later. Feed yeah, Debo, just only Debo. Kyle, feed Debo. <laughs> That's all we're asking. All right, man. Well, that was exciting. That was a great game, worth a lot game to talk of year, about. I, I really enjoyed that one. I could watch that over and over. To be honest, that's the type of football I love to see. Um, Moving on, though, we'll go to the L.A. Rams at the Arizona Cardinals. And, I mean, this was a really, really special welcome back for Kyron Williams. You know all too well you got him on that fantasy My team. Boy. Put up 40-something points this week. He had 143 rush yards, 61 receiving yards on six catches, plus two receiving touchdowns. Dog. Really took over this game in every single way. But I also want to shout out Matthew Stafford was phenomenal. He was executing exactly how he needed to in order to just absolutely dominate this game dude so it was it was really nice to watch yeah man Kyron Williams 22 touches for over 200 yards like you said he's just a massive first game back from his high ankle sprain I mean he, I feel like he's the x-factor on this offense like you know he sets the tone in the running game it opens up play action it takes more pressure off of Matt Stafford to kind of just dissect the defense and he doesn't have to be perfect you know because you know, there's not a like there's like the offensive line is okay. You know, Cooper Cup's been banged up all year. P Puka Nakua's really slowed down since his hot start. So I think Sean McVay is just such a good coach. I mean, like this team is in every game basically. They're right in the thick of the playoff 
Hunt now, and they got the sweep over Seattle, so they get the tiebreaker if they should have the same record at the end of the year, which could play a huge factor. And, you know, this was a big, big divisional win for the Rams. It wasn't even close. They smashed the Cardinals. And the Cardinals have been pretty competitive the last few weeks with Especially Kyler Murray. Especially with Kyler there, so yeah. So this was a big-time win, I thought. Um, the Raheem Morris is really creative on the defensive side. I mean, this besides Aaron Donald, there's just a bunch of guys on this defense. There's not... There's no real blue chip players besides Aaron Donald, and he's just really creative. He gets pressure after the quarterback. Uh, he comes up with creative ways to like you know full full coverage, whether it's man or zone. So I just think this is a really well coached Rams team, and uh, this was the the worst Arizona's look since Kyler's came back. He wasn't terrible in this game, but they just couldn't get anything going in the ground game. The pocket was collapsing, and when the pocket collapses. Not from the edge, but from the interior. That's where Kyler Murray really struggles because he's a smaller quarterback and he can't really see over the line. And yeah, shout out Greg Dorch. So he had a really nice uh, Randy Moss one-handed it's touchdown. Two, two weeks in a row, he's looking yeah. good. And I remember last year, Kyler liked going to him yeah. as well too. So keep an eye on that going also, forward. Also, Trey McBride sure. is kind of emerging as yes, like, he's looking maybe really good, the man. go-to guy in this offense. He's looking you know? really good, actually. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, you just spoke to it. This is a really good coached LA Rams team and for good reason. And this is what special coaches do. So heading into the bye week, they came off a loss to Pittsburgh, a loss to Dallas, and a loss to Green Bay. And they got throttled in a couple of those games. Yep. Then they go into the bye week. They're going against Seattle coming out of the bye. And they grind out a massive 17-16 win and then just throttle Arizona. I mean, that, that speaks volumes to the identification from the coaching of exactly what needed to happen to get through that Seattle game because now they're right back in the thick of the playoff hunt, yeah, just like you said. And they, they're coming up. This is a very winnable it's game huge. this week against it's a, huge. Banged up, a really banged-up Browns team. Yeah, and they got to take advantage because there's really a few winnable games. Like, you look down their schedule, they got the Ravens after the Browns, and it's in Baltimore that's going to be very difficult. They should absolutely pump the Commanders at home. Then the Saints, Giants, and Niners. I, I got to think, if if everything goes according to plan for the Niners, you might not see a full Niners lineup in that last game of the year. They might be resting, guys. So that could potentially be four straight wins to end the year for this Rams team yeah. and going into the playoffs They're with some five strength. They're 5-6 right now. They got to win at least four four of their remaining games to, to have a chance at the playoffs. I mean, it's going to be between them. New Orleans, Atlanta, Seattle, and Minnesota to fill those last two spots. Packers Green Bay too, too probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's yeah. So it's a big finish for them, man. It's a big finish. I love this time of year. Uh, yeah, and you gotta have respect for for McVeigh and what he's doing with that team because, like, coach, like you coach. just said, there's not a lot of guys outside of who we just talked about that they're working with there too. No, he's an elite coach, one of the best in the game. <clears throat> Speaking of elite coaching. The, the kid. He gotta love it, man. He gotta love it. The return of the Mac. The yeah. return of the pimp. It's yeah. it's Sean Payton. He's cooking up a storm down yeah. in Denver. They're fucking rolling now, man. They're really rolling. Those Broncos are bucking in a big way. 29-12. Dominant victory. I mean, I was telling you all fucking week that they are gonna hammer Cleveland. You didn't want to hear it from my mouth. You wanted to see it with your own eyes yet again. You just did. How does it feel? Yeah, That's it five a, straight. It was, a, it was a great win for the for the Broncos, man. I mean, they they're just they're playing really real physical football, and like, I, that's what I love to see. You know, they're they're led. Their identification is their offensive line. They just Miles Garrett had one pressure this game, and this guy's having a fucking 
insane year. Yeah, you ask those dorks online, they, they're not playing physical, they're playing to kill. <laughs> they, want, these, they want to jail all these Broncos yeah, online. You ask these, these fucking days, keyboard warriors on Twitter and they're just... Baron Browning absolutely shit-pumped DTR. One of the cleanest hits you can ever see. He got flagged for it. He knocked DTR out of the game. Shoulder to chest, I mean... We're playing football here, folks. I mean, since when is that a penalty? Saint Tiddlywinks, dog. PJ Locke coming over the middle, two hands to Amari Cooper's ribs. I got Browns fans fucking crying me a river on Twitter saying that he's headhunting. Buddy, he fucking <laughs> pushed him. Grow a fucking nutsack, Amari Cooper. Like, what are we doing? But yeah, you know, 169 rush yards against the number one defense. Russell Wilson, another magical touchdown to Adam Troutman. Another game under 150. That's like the recipe here. <laughs> I thought Sean Payton was in his bag as a play caller. One, some of the most creative runs. A lot of wham runs. A lot of traps. And uh, Russell Wilson is really starting to cook at the line of scrimmage. Checking into new plays. Audibling into new plays. Pizza! Pizza! Blue Mountain! Blue Mountain! Like, this guy is on form right now with his mental side of the game. Really reminds me of our two favorite players, Peyton Manning and Drew Brees. And, like, I know you are a lot very familiar with this offense. And Drew Brees was... A lot of this offense was conducted at the line of scrimmage, especially later on in Drew's career. Relied on it, for sure, man. And that's kind of what we're seeing with Russell right now. And I think if the O-line continues to play like this, continue to pound the rock, physical, set the tone, I mean, I love it. I gotta say, man, and I need to shout him out, Samaj P. Ryan is the guy, dude. He is literally just... For the last three weeks now, in key situation after key situation, whether it's late in games, and now we just saw early in games for this one, man, he's special right now, dude. He's yeah. really that missing piece that you guys had early on in the season where Russell can say, okay, I have this guy. I can rely on him now because we know what Javante Williams is capable of. Yeah. We were kind of looking to see if maybe Jaleel McLaughlin, they maybe Mims, their touches, who right? the heck was going to show up and be that guy to get those other yards. It's looking like P. Ryan's that guy now, man. Yeah, I think personally... Javon, he might not be as gifted as those other two, but I don't you know even know I mean? about that, man. Like, I think Javante and P. Ryan is like a top five two-headed monster. I think it's a like, great combo They're now. both... Like, they, they, just, they fit the style that, that Sean Payton wants to play. They're both physical backs. And P. Ryan, he's a better receiving back than Javante. Um, he's a bit better in pass pro. And, you know, the Broncos are now 14-3 and three when Javante gets at least 14 rushing attempts. So, that's, just, that's, that's the blueprint right yeah, there. Yeah, and, like, I still think you sprinkle... Like, I like that J Jaleel's still getting, like, two to five carries a game. Like, he's capable of breaking a big run yeah, anytime he, he touches the ball. It hasn't happened in a while, but I don't think you completely abandon him. But I'm, I'm kind of happy that they, they flipped P. Ryan and Jaleel's role. And, uh, you know, P. Ryan got his first touchdown as a Bronco this week. Good for him. Sutton had another crazy... Like, I just want to say the refing in this game was atrocious. Like, not even just for Denver. Like, just all around. It was fucking horrible. So, it's a big-time win against a good, good AFC team. Uh, really physical game. The Browns, they just started dropping, like, flies at the end of the game. And they got a tough game coming up. And, you know, Joe Flacco is just named QB2. And if... DTR doesn't uh, oh con uh, clear concussion protocol. Joe Flacco will get the start. I didn't think I was going to see Joe, Joe Flacco in the league again. I know, but dude, back. I just... PJ Walker's ass. He, he's not He comes it. into yeah, the game and it. he fumbles like third play. PJ Locke had a great game filling in for Kareem Jackson. I mean, he's a really good football player. And uh, yeah, just big game coming up. Houston and Denver. I'm, I can't wait, man. That's going to be a, like... 
pretty much like I don't want to say playoff game, right? I don't want to yeah. say one game determines the playoffs, but it pretty much does for these two teams. The winner, game. and if you could go into the next gen data on this, I'm sure it'll give you the I, stats I can tell to back you right it up. Now, if a win, their percentage is going to be much higher than yeah, a loss. I can tell you playoffs. right now, I don't know about Houston because I'm I'm a I'm a Denver guy through and through. But if the Broncos win this game, their playoff chances go up to fifty percent. If they lose this game, they're down to fourteen percent. There you so, go. So there, that's a massive difference. So and I those think, stats, like they, they, there's so many scientists yeah. and mathematicians that go into that. Like those aren't made up out no. of thin air. That's a real metric yeah. that you can fucking count so, on. I They'll think, know the importance. Yeah, I think both teams are looking at this like a playoff game. It's in Houston. I think it's going to be raucous. It's oh, gonna be you rocking. saw them last week. Yeah, right exactly. They're loud, man. I haven't heard Houston a, like that no, in a long time. Not in a long dude. time, and they're coming off a loss, so the crowd is going to be extra motivated to just be that twelfth man for them. And this will be a true road test for Denver, true road test for Russ. And I, you know, we're both both huge CJ Stroud fans, and I just can't wait for this game. See if Denver can keep up their historic rate with force and turnovers, or if CJ Stroud can stand in the pocket and deliver the ball 20, 25 yards downfield like he's been doing all year, Eli. It's been special, man, and keep an eye on those injury reports to you guys this week because it's Houston's is loaded right now, at least, but sometimes that's just uh, precautionary. Yeah, Judy right? didn't practice today for Denver. Sean Payton said he's good to go for tomorrow, and they just activated Brandon Johnson off IR, so he'll, he'll probably play this week, and... Yeah, we'll see tomorrow on Houston side. They had a lot of DNPs today, but you know it's only Wednesday, first day of the week. That extra day of rest sometimes to see who's who's in and who's out tomorrow. Yeah, man, and you just called it a little earlier. Bills Philly game of the year, but I got another one for you right here, man. New England Patriots, <laughs> New York Giants. Banger. I mean, Tommy Cutlets. I mean, how how good does it get, man? I I don't know if it gets any better than this for football fans, man. We're talking. Throw in anyone at quarterback for New England, and they all fucking suck. Yeah. So that's all I could say. It don't matter if it's Mac Jones. It don't matter if it's Bailey Zappi. They're both looking atrocious. Ramondre Stevenson, he's lost there. Just get him out. He deserves better. Yeah. He's a great running yeah. back in the league. He really deserves better. Um, I guess Tommy DeVito's the new... Tommy da- Cutlets, bro. He's, he's Danny DeVito's nephew, apparently. I guess he's he's already got that New York blood in him. He's really loving Joy-Z. it. Uh that's two straight wins for him. Like, hilariously, I don't even really know what to make of it, but that is two straight wins for this kid, and he's not turned the ball over, I believe, in those two... Uh, or, sorry, hasn't thrown an interception in those two wins, so that's big for him, but they're the Giants. I couldn't give a fuck about them. New England's absolute dog shit this year. Couldn't give a fuck about them. Do you have anything to add, Jesse? Nope. Moving along. Thank you. Uh, Tampa Bay Bucks and the Indianapolis Colts, and... This was a big game for the Saints, a big win for the Colts, for the Saints, and for the Falcons in the divisional race there. It's basically who can get to 500 at this point. I don't don't even know. It don't look like anyone's going to get there, but if you can, you're basically a lock. Uh, JT had a really good game in this game. He ran for 91 yards. Two touchdowns. He's out though. I I believe I he hasn't been declared out, but he had surgery no, yeah, on his they thumb. They said he's right? gonna miss two to three. So weeks. So he should be missing yeah. time there. Um, Zach Moss more than capable though. I mean, he's not JT. But he's, he's had a great back. he's had a great year so far, man. He's had a great year, and this this was kind of a really wonky start to the game with Baker Mayfield getting hurt at the goal line yeah. early on, and them not converting that into a touchdown. And I think like. That momentum shift from right there kind of just swayed right to Indianapolis, and Tampa Bay never really got back into it from there, even though it wasn't yeah, that much of a blow. I mean, the Bucks just kind of suck, you know? They're, they're old, really, man. They're like, they're old. just really slow Mike defensively is, now, yeah, you know? exactly. Mike Evans is still a baller. Baker's having a good year, but I think Todd Bowles is a 
he's done after this year. Yeah. I don't think he's head coach material, and I, I don't want to just harp on the guy. I think he's a great defensive mind, but he, you know, he he, yeah, he cares too much about stopping the run. Like he's too old school. It just leaves wide open plays in the pass game. Shane Steichen, really aggressive play caller on that fourth and one, fourth and inches, that little play action to JT, finding Mo Ali Cox for 30 yards down the field. I mean, that was a really aggressive play to win the game. Uh, kind of just sets the tone. I think he's a great offensive mind, great coach. Really, really impressive what he's doing with this team. The fact that they're 6-5, and five, I don't think they're a very talented team. They have a great offensive line, great defensive line. Other than that, though, I mean... Michael Pittman, he's having a good year. He's got like yeah, he eight is. catches or more in eight games this year, and only, like first Colt to do that since Marvin Harrison. But he's not like a X factor or anything like that. He's a solid receiver. Um, JT, like we said, he had a nice game. He also got popped with a drug test after this game, so that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> NFL loves doing that. NFL yeah, loves doing that, and you know the Colts just kind of dominated this game and i'm surprised it was as close as it was i mean the baker and the bucks made some big fourth down conversions late in the game some big plays in the passing game to kind of keep this one close but yeah just uh good win for the colts uh minchu mania going crazy in indianapolis eh? fucking mullet boy yeah you could say that again um yeah i don't really know how but the colts are somehow in a playoff race right now and it kind of blows my mind because there's just so many Better teams, Better teams them, on yeah. paper in my head, you know There's what I mean? There's still six games left. The Colts have a really, really easy schedule, which favors them, but JT is a huge loss for them. I think, you know... Even though, like you said, Zach Moss is capable, he's not JT, yeah, right? And he's not, he's not that presence, too. Like, no. people know... The um, locker room presence. Yeah, exactly. They know the leadership that he brings with that team. Um, yeah, Rashad White's been really good this year, too. He's really coming along in the last four or five weeks for Tampa Bay. They're going to probably want to rely on him a little bit more, take a little bit more pressure off of Baker and the passing game going forward. But what really, like we just said, they're just old defensively, man. They can't get to these guys. They can't really make stops when they need to. And it looks like they're tired, like a lot of these games, man. But they have two really huge games coming up against the Panthers and the Falcons back-to-back. I mean, it might sound funny, but like this is really their whole fucking season here. I mean, like, if they can't beat the Panthers, they're if they don't go two and zero there, they're done. That's all I could say. Yeah. So I'm really hoping that the Panthers do something against them, and I'm hoping that they beat the Falcons because that'd be huge for the Saints. So that's the dream scenario there. But yeah, um, just in the remaining schedule, four of their last six games are all divisional games for the Bucks. So this is really like their whole stretch right here, no matter how shitty they've been and everyone in our division has been. It's, I mean, they started 3-1 and one and they're now 4-7. and seven, Yeah, so. it's it's been bad, man. And like you say, Todd Bull's probably going to be looking at a really hot seat coming down the, the stretch here, too. I can't see him coming back. Yeah, I agree with that, man. I agree with that. Um, Yeah, so talk about your all-time disappointments, man. Guess how you don't win a fucking football game with five field goals in a divisional game. That's how you do not win a fucking football game. New Orleans Saints at Atlanta. This was a giant matchup for us. This was literally our whole season in my mind, and we blew it, let it go away. That red zone offense, once again, very disappointing. Derek Carr, I mean, this guy has the most pussy mentality I've ever fucking heard in my life. Like, literally shouting out the opposition player jesse bates congratulating him in the media afterwards that don't run here no fucking chance i don't give a fuck if he did make a good play or not bro this is our fucking rivals man you're not saying that after a loss like oh yeah good for you like buddy man 
that ain't it. That ain't that dog mentality. That's not what we're paying you these bucks for. You got to be way better. You got to take accountability. That's on you. That's not on him making the play. That's on you fucking up straight up, man. So Once a Raider, always a Raider. Yeah, <laughs> it's got that loser DNA. Am I right? It's got that loser DNA. <laughs> no, nah, but I mean, that was a good play by Jesse Bates, but Derek Carr also just fucking stared a hole through Olave and like didn't look off the safety or anything and then just got sixth. And I think... You know, we were talking. That's the one thing he did. Like, if he didn't do that, the Saints probably win this game. Like, Desmond Ritter, another two picks. Not a great quarterback. Not even a mediocre quarterback. Pretty shitty quarterback. Um, Bijan Robinson, great football player. They're finally t- giving him the ball. He had, like, 19 touches for over 120 yards. Huge touchdown catch. It's like Arthur Smith fucking woke up and was like, oh, yeah, I drafted this guy 7th, 8th overall. Like, probably should give him the ball, you know? So... And, you know, Honey Badger, he, he tried his best. He tried to will the defense, will the fucking secondary into making plays. He had two big interceptions. And the offense, like you said, just couldn't get it done in the red zone, whether that's Derek Carr, Pete Carmichael, both. Um, the Saints are dealing with some pretty heavy injuries at wide receiver. Uh, luckily, today, Olave was limited in practice. Hopefully, he can go this week. I mean, they definitely need him. Hopefully, Shahid's day-to-day. Hopefully, he can somehow go. I mean, we know Thomas is out, but... Yeah, I just think, man, and like I don't mean this like disrespectfully or anything, but the Saints just look like a poorly coached it's not team. Not a good team, man. They look it's like not a poorly a good coached team, man. I mean, like I gotta think that everyone out there who's a fan is probably thinking the same. We don't want Pete Carmichael here. We don't want Dennis Allen here. We no. really don't. I I mean, like I can't be the only one feeling this no, way no. right now. I mean, you, and look what Sean Payne's doing in Denver. It's I mean, really, you know? really hard to even watch Derek Carr, man. Like, I honestly, know. dude. Like, this guy has been so fucking disappointing. He's so man. passive. Bro. He's been so He's disappointing, so dude. Like, 230 yards passing a game. How many passing attempts did he have this week? Like, a lot, yeah, man. I mean, Way too many. But he has 10 touchdowns thrown in a year, man. In a fucking year, dude. Like, I don't even care. Like, jack up that interception number to 10 and double that TD number, and I really would be a lot more thrilled yeah, with that. Like I don't right I don't care if you're throwing ten picks if you're throwing twenty touchdowns to no. be honest. But if you're throwing like not even a touchdown a game and we're paying you this much money, it's like actually unbelievable, man. It really is. And I think it comes down to Pete Carmichael and Dennis Allen specifically though, so I want them out. I, I'm pretty sure a lot of people who are fans do it's as gotta well. be a torn feeling because like you want to make the playoffs and if you guys make the playoffs don't really know if Dennis Allen's going to get canned. We're really in, like, the worst place we could be for anything because we're not even positioned well for a draft pick at this point. There's, like, really nothing. You just need to draft Bo Nix. There's man. really nothing good to talk Bo about Nicks for our Bo season Lee, at baby. this point. It's hard to keep hope, but, yeah. I mean, Kamara's been pretty damn good, though. Yeah, he's still looking great, man. He's like the one. He's like a one-man show out there on offense. I really want to see more Taysom Hill too. Hilariously, I didn't ever think I those know. words would come out of my mouth, but I, I literally think this guy needs way more he, touches. He had out a there, brutal dude. fumble in the red zone, though. Yeah, he did. He okay. did. That, that was, was costly. Tough. That was costly, and but he I doesn't agree. usually do that. I agree. So he gets like eight yards a run, man. <laughs> yeah, he should get more, and it's not an easy end to our season too. We got a couple big divisional games. We got the Giants. I mean, sorry, the Lions coming up next gotta win that one we really do the lions are nothing in special Detroit it's or in, in new orleans, in new orleans right, so we got a chance there anyways moving on that's enough saint talk they fucking suck fuck those guys fuck Derek. who that who dat? they're crap that's who they are they need drew breeze at this game or something i'll go breeze left-handed over Derek carr at this point 100 percent. i'll man. take me over Derek carr yep. at this point bro carolina tennessee 
Derrick Henry, two touchdowns, moving along. Yep. Um, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. <laughs> no, keep going, keep going. <laughs> no, dead. Well, actually, let's really quickly mention that Frank Wright got canned. Dead serious. Um, Pretty sad. Pretty sad. I think David Tepper is, like, the worst owner in football. You know, he's such a control freak. He straight up was, like, literally in his press conference after firing Buddy. He was, like, Buddy Reich. He called him. <laughs> he, he's, like... He's like, I just want to thank Frank Reich. He didn't even say his name right. So, and like that, ha- that had to have been on purpose, like just disrespectful. And then he also said, yeah, we all agreed on, on, uh, Bryce Young as the pick, blah, blah, he blah. Said some but then he was like, but then he was like, and even if we didn't, I get the unanimous, I get the, vo- I got the power to veto it. So it's like right there, he's saying that Bryce Young was his choice and like, why wouldn't Frank Reich and and McCowan and these guys not agree with him? Like it, like you gotta. At the end of the day, you're the boss, and if you're if you're that fucking opinionated over it with no football background, I, uh, anyways, moving along. Yeah. Good win for Mike Rabel and and the Titans. Panthers. I'm sorry, Panthers fans. I'm sorry, Mike Bits. Like I feel bad for you guys. You guys are in a fucking tough situation. It's rough, man. It's rough. Hopefully. I don't know. No, there's no hope. I don't Straight know what up, turns no it around hope. there. No, yeah, there's really no hope, don't. bro. I'm not even capping. They really don't. Anyways, uh, Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. Uh, 16-10 win for Pittsburgh. So long, Matt Canada. Hello, season high in yardage total with 421 yards in this game for Pittsburgh. They looked way better. They really did. They looked with like they had energy, freedom, whatever you want to call it. Even Najee Harris was running hard. He had probably his best game if his career almost even hit 100 rushing yards for the first time ever, probably. I don't know if that's true or not, but... What did you say there, sorry? Najee Harris almost rushed for 100 yards. Yeah, just one yard short. First time in his life. But okay. anyways, I'm all, all jokes aside, Pittsburgh looked really good, and the Burles Bengals are done. Yeah, they're, they're done. Season's over. Sorry, guys. Yeah, like you said, 421 yards for the Steelers. It was actually their first time in 58 games getting 400 yards of offense, 45 of those... Uh, led by Matt Canada, so pretty pretty crazy stat right there. And TJ Watt, two more sacks, big fucking surprise. How gotta, about that? Gotta be after what Denver did to Miles Garrett, and then another strong performance by TJ Watt. I gotta say that he's probably in the leader house for defensive player of the year. Your prediction, by the way. He's so special. So man. He's having a great year, and that's he- taking nothing away from Miles Garrett, Mika Parsons, Max Crosby, whoever. I mean, but yeah, TJ Watt. This is guy's just, at a crazy level, man. He's carrying this team. Can I'm he, seeing some bullshit online about him too. People calling dirty, him a dirty player yeah, and everything now. Like, dude, grow up. Soft, this guy plays guys hard. That's all it is, man. These guys are soft, man. These Twitter fucks are soft. It's you know, crazy, X, whatever dude. they're called. Um, yeah, thought that uh, the Steelers really opened up the playbook here. Mike Sullivan and whoever they got two offensive coordinators, I guess. Uh, you know, Pat Fryermuth coming back. He had a massive day. He had a massive. <laughs> sorry, he had a massive day. I'm, saying, I'm trying to say massive and monster. He had a massive day. Yeah, that just threw me off. I thought you were booing him at first. <laughs> That's what I always hear from the Pittsburgh fans. You know, he had a big that. game. They're throwing over the middle a lot. Kenny Pickett still probably. I don't think he had a touchdown, did he? Hell no, dude. No, that guy doesn't Yo, throw tutties. Like, you know that guy don't throw for TDs, I hate man. stats, man. Whether they're tutties or picks, he's just there to just hunt the ball, snap the ball himself, hand it off, throw occasional pass. Kenny Pickett's playing, so he's not ever remembered when he's gone, exactly. no matter what, for any reason. Exactly. Straight up. Um, shout out Deontay Johnson for piss-poor effort out there. Oh, my God. You bro. know, he uh, there was a play, a handoff, <laughs> Buddy fumbled it. He didn't even block, and then he didn't even like attempt to pick up the fumble. Dude. He was just there. I hate that kind 
kind of shit. I'm sure he got reamed out in the locker room last week. It was Minka Fitzpatrick this week. It was probably Mike Tomlin after. He probably got sunned out in the film room straight up. But like you said, this was a good win for the for the Steelers. They're now 7-4. and four. They got a tough-ass matchup this week versus the Arizona Cardinals. I'm just kind of kidding. But, I mean, I, honestly, any matchup you, for Pittsburgh is tough because they, they have no offense. But Pittsburgh literally will play the same game yeah. a thousand yeah. times. No matter who they're playing no. against, it'll just be the same no and matter Mike what. Mike Tomlin will say, oh, it's a heavyweight fight. You're going <laughs> yeah. to get punched in the mouth and all this shit. And that's just Steeler football. So, and the Bengals, they got Monday Night Football coming up versus the Jags. I mean, I'm looking for them to get pumped on. So, the Jags kind of seem like they're on a mission right now after that loss to San Francisco. Francisco. Yeah, they really do. I mean, the Jags are playing some incredible football, and we'll get right into that game because that was something special, man. 24-21 win. I think we had one eye on the future with this game, man, because I think we're going to be seeing this for a long time to come, and that's Trevor Lawrence, CJ Stroud. I mean, I could watch that on repeat over and over and over again. This is two very young very different, very talented quarterbacks going right at it and fighting right to the very end. And this was literally a game of inches with that 58-yarder coming up and doinking out. So, And then he got canned after for missing that. They so just they just signed they him just back. released him. Oh, no, they, they just, just signed, signed him back? back okay, him. well, good for him. Because that was an incredible effort yeah. on that too. Yeah, so. but he, that guy's like 0 of 6 or something from 50 I think his career goals. long before that was like 48 yeah, or something he hasn't hilarious made a 50. like that. He's not their real kicker, though. Yeah. Kai Firebird is just hurt, but... uh. Yeah, I mean, you know, these are my two favorite quarterbacks in the league, and I straight up, I'm not even scared to say, I thought this was the best quarterback matchup all year. Both guys were putting on a clinic. It was special, man. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, on his interception, got absolutely robbed on that interception. Like, oh, my God. pass interference. That just, like, you just touched on it for the Denver game. We've been seeing it all year. Yeah. Like, NFL, hire full-time refs. Like, yeah. the, you're the biggest fucking league in the world. Yeah, like, this is a joke, sheets, man. Like, that was blatant. Like, that was... I just couldn't believe that. That almost changed the that, whole game, it, We were talking... It was like, crazy. This is, the Houston Texans are going to win this game now, and, and they ended up not winning because of the doink, but just... I, both guys are just... CJ Stroud, you know, this was, like, the first game all year, like, the Jags were just getting constant pressure. He was pressured on 60% of his dropbacks, and he was making plays out of the pocket, um, showing off his athleticism. Trevor Lawrence was making plays in the pocket, quick decisions, because he was also getting pressure, but he was making very quick decisions and fitting it into some tight windows. I mean, both quarterbacks just stood on their dicks all game long. It was really impressive to watch, Eli. It was such a sick game, Yeah, man. they're, they're really both was. under 24 in the same division. I mean, this is how could you not be excited for the future uh, watching these two guys duel it out? Um Josh Allen had a huge game for the Jags. He had 12 pressures and two and a half sacks. He just butchered Laramie Tunsil. He's One playing of the, like a fucking monster. And it's a this contract year, year for Holy him. He's going to get crap, paid whether dude. it's by the Jags or by another team. He's more than earned it. He's having a great year, an all pro type year. Um, Calvin Ridley had a huge second half after that oh drop Oh my god, touchdown. we were talking, well I was talking mad yeah. shit, I'm like, oh here goes Calvin yeah. Ridley again, fucking zeros, yeah. like we had again, and there he goes, he popped off yeah. in a big way, got on a roll, really connected over and over with T-Law there, so. Yeah. I saw a lot of two and three tight end sets for the Jags, and they have some very good, uh, more than capable pass catching tight ends, obviously Evan Ingram's one of the best pass catching tight ends in the NFL, but also Brennan Strange and Luke Farrell. 
um, their second and third tight ends, and that kind of that kind of mismatch that kind of puts you in a mismatch situation if you're a defense. If you have three athletic tight ends like that, and you know you're going going three tight ends set, you, the defense is thinking run. And when you have playmakers like that at tight end, I mean that was a kind of new wrinkle. For and the they're Giants really thinking run when you have Travis Etienne yeah. at running back too. So that's a great point you make. I I really like to watch that going forward yeah. too because that that adds another element to their offense for sure. And I like how the Jags stick with the run game, like. Etienne had 20 carries for 56 yards. That's nothing special, but that just it opens It'll up the passing game. Exactly. Yeah. It grinds you down. It wears you down. And uh, like we like we said earlier, we haven't heard Houston rocking like that oh, in was quite some such time. A cool it was atmosphere, loud. Man. They're, you can tell they're excited. They all love C.J. Stroud and D'Amico Ryans and what they're building. Um, this was just a really good game. Probably the second best game of the day and would have been the best game of the day if it wasn't for that epic Eagles-Bills game. Yeah, man, I had so much fun watching this and like I couldn't help but think as the game was coming down, I'm like, here we go again. CJ Stroud, game-winning yeah. drive. He's a dude on clockwork, man. And yeah. fuck, he came close again. It was awesome all the way through. You really don't want to take your eyes off a game like that. No. And you already touched on it. What a huge, huge game they got coming up. First thing in the morning against Denver. Sunday, yeah. December 3rd. It got flexed to the morning so more people can watch it because the Eagles and Niners play at one twenty-five p.m. So, you know that we got a good we got a good Sunday coming up. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 pumped on that, man. That's gonna be a hell of a game to watch. I'm I'm definitely gonna be keeping my eyes on that one for sure, man. Really. I'll be just locked into that. Yeah, so I know hard. you will. I know you will. <laughs> There's no you're not even gonna be blinking even on no. commercials. I'll on have that to watch one, these other games yeah. back. Oh, I'm gonna be <laughs> dialed off the Addy, bro. I'm locked the fucking team me the f up, homie. Let's go. Oh, Let's go. Let's fucking go. Happy birthday, Russell Wilson. <laughs> By the way. Jesus loves you, Russ. Yeah, yeah. You know he does, man. So does Juice. Miami, New York Jets, Friday night. I almost wish this never Friday happened. Night, Friday night. Felt like morning. night I went to sleep a couple times during this one. This was fucking brutal, dog. Yeah, 34-13. I mean, who else would this happen to in the whole NFL? Hail Mary into a pick six. It, it just has to be the Jets. It has to be them during this year. Yeah. That was one of the funniest fucking things I think I've ever seen in a football game in my entire life. Yeah. I was literally dying laughing watching it. Could not believe my eyes. The Jets defense tried so hard to bring them back in the game with the pick six and then the pick right before Think half. about how great they actually played, and they lost 34-13, yeah. dude. And they actually played a yeah. really good defensive game. I I that s- is how bad this. I started them in fantasy. They got me fourteen <laughs> points, and they lost by twenty. Like you know, like this Jets offense is <laughs> piss poor. Nathaniel Hackett, buddy, pull up, oh buddy. My God, I will man. fuck you up, dog. You suck. You're trash. This guy should not be a coach, man. He is so. I'm so sick of watching this offense, man. They're on TV every single week. I mean, Aaron Rodgers just got activated today for his 21-day... It doesn't matter, buddy. It doesn't fucking matter. Your coach sucks. All right? I feel bad for Brees Hall. I feel bad for Garrett Wilson. I do not like the Jets, however. Ahmed's trash. Ahmed sucks, DJ Reader's the best corner on that team. But the defense (laughs) is special. Like, they have a special defense, and you just got to feel bad for all of them except for Ahmed. Buddy, Ahmed just Tyreek Hill drops a touchdown on fourth. Tyreek Hill drops a touchdown on fourth at goal, and Ahmed hits the strap like he did something, man. It's crazy. This guy's ego is insane. Anyways, man. Yeah, I mean the crazy thing about it was like I thought Tua like really did not look good in this game, and they totally still throttled them. It was like. I don't know, man. I mean, Tyreek Hill's seriously so special, and he's going against the Commanders next week. That that might be the biggest point output for 
any fantasy player in NFL oh, history yeah, next yeah. week. Like, Tyreek might go for three bills, dude. Hopefully they score over 70. <laughs> like, he, he literally could go for three bills there. Um, yeah, the craziest thing is Tua has, like, three or four less turnovers than Josh Allen this year. But, and no one but talks nobody about talks it. about yeah, it because he's just some Samoan nice guy, dude. It's fucking <laughs> ridiculous. Like, holy shit. This guy's got, like, a free pass, man, because of his concussions last year. Yeah, it's really like, weird, You man. know? I'll never get that outside perception with things like that, but Miami keeps rolling. Who who the heck are they playing next week again? Miami? Yeah. Washington. I just, just said, said it. That. I just said it. Who the hell are the Jets playing? Uh, the Falcons. Yeah. Okay, let's go Jets. Yeah. Can we get Simeon in there? We don't need to see Tim Boyle, man. That guy is not lo- an NFL quarterback. Love to see Simeon in there for sure. Honestly, get Zach Wilson right back out there, man. Like, Let's be honest here, dude. That kid deserves it. Uh, anyways, moving on. Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving at least, uh, pretty f- the real Thanksgiving. Pretty crazy fucking day, man. Honestly, I was really hoping to see some better games out there. Unfortunately for Seattle, they ran into a freight train on Thanksgiving, and that freight train came in the name of the San Francisco 49ers, who are cooking hot. They're red hot yet again. That bye week came at the best time for them. They're looking fresh. They're looking jacked up, and they literally just played an incredible game. Gino was very injured heading into this game. I bet you he didn't come out feeling a whole lot better after six sacks and getting harassed all day by that crazy San Francisco defense. Right? Yeah, the Seattle's offensive line got blown apart by this uh, San Fran front seven, whether it was the defensive line, Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw. Really, really strong performance by San Francisco's entire team. Um, it was really on offense, the Debo Samuel and CMC show. I mean, these two are just like we've been saying all year, positionless players. There's countless times where... Um, you got Debo motioning and CMC in the backfield or Debo in the backfield, CMC in the slot. I mean, they just, Kyle does a great job moving them around. Uh, Brandon Ayuk didn't do much of anything until Chris Collinsworth mentioned it at the very end. And then Brock Purdy hit him right in stride for a nice touchdown, fitting it between two defenders. Um, not a whole lot to talk about here for Seattle. They really got outclassed by San Francisco. I think a lot of people thought it would be a closer game, but I think Geno's injury kind of really kind of hindered their offense. But They really miss Kenny, too, Walker, man. Yeah, I mean, he's just like a huge presence to he have is, for man. that team. Man. Zach he Charbonnet really is, is a dude. good running back, but he's a rookie. He's still pretty green. He's still learning the ropes. But I just wanted to shout out uh, Devin Witherspoon again. I mean, this guy's a really special player. He made some really nice plays. Um, he just kind of brings a, a different tone to this defense. You know, he's he's really physical for a smaller corner. He's He brings that dog mentality, and I love watching him play. And, uh, yeah, this was, uh, like, you know, I thought maybe when they got that pick six, Jordan Brooks got that pick six. Like the defense, There was a chance at that point. Yeah, the you defense, could feel the momentum yeah, kind exactly. of shifting the, there. But the offense just couldn't get much of anything going. Jackson Smith and Jigba had an amazing catch in this one. But other than that, it was just they, they hit a stone wall. And I thought Seattle's defense, like, I know, like, the score wasn't close or anything, but they had their moments of keeping them in the game and bend but not break. But eventually, you know, when you're out in the field that much, I mean, I think Seattle had, like, one yard in the first quarter or something like that. I mean, it was just San Fran running play after play after play, and you just kind of get tired. So hopefully the extra the extra few days off lets Geno heal. Let's, I think Shane Waldron needs to do a better job coming up with better game plans for their offense. I mean, their offensive line is good, not great. And they seem to be getting to Geno pretty quickly on defensive uh, pass rushes. Yeah, so I want to see a little bit more quick hitters, try to establish the run game and let Geno do what he does best and play off play action and hit DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and JSN and these tight ends, you know? No, I completely agree, man. And it's... Uh... 
I mean, San Fran's got to be feeling really good going into Philadelphia with that big NFC Championship yeah. rematch next week. I mean, like you already mentioned, they're favored, and they're favored in Philly, and Philly's lost two regular season yeah. games in two years, so that kind of tells you where the odds makers are feeling for the, this one. They know that this team's red hot rolling in. That's going to be a firecracking matchup for that one. And uh, Seattle really, really needs to grind now. This is a huge quick turnaround for them. Thursday nighter in Dallas. Just a fuck of a game. This is this is as big as it gets for Seattle. They need something special here. Dallas has been so good at home this 13 year. 13 straight wins. They're looking incredible at home. They're hammering. They blow teams out at They're home. blowing teams out and in big, big ways. Uh, yeah, Seattle needs something special for this one. Keep their playoff hopes alive and keep in touch with San Fran in that division there, so... Yeah, they're wearing their throwbacks too, so hopefully they can bring the juice in those jerseys and looking for a good Thursday night game, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that one, man. That'll be a good one to watch. It's, it's kind of sick because both teams played on Thanksgiving Thursday, and so neither one of them gets yeah, it's the not extra ne- rest, Yeah, it's right? not necessarily a short week. Yeah. That's a great point that you make there. Thank you for that because that was a little, little bit wrong by me there. Washington-Dallas? Yeah, I mean... 45-10. Yeah. Uh, we just talked about... Dallas is fucking throttling yeah. teams this year. Like, yeah. they're literally blowing teams out. Deron Bland... History. That's as special as it gets, man. I mean, one pick six in a year is already insane. He did it six times this year, dude. We're like... Five times. Yeah. Five times. Seven picks. Five two, pick five, sixes. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Seven picks total. Man, this guy's on some sort of fucking roll right now. And it, it was almost comical watching that pick six because you kind of could just picture that like circus music in the background watching all the Washington guys just fall left and right around him almost looking like they were trying to jump out of the way of him going into the end zone there yeah Washington's trash I hate to say it I really like what Sam Howell has been able to do at times this year but the kid keeps making big mistakes over and over again yeah didn't really expect much going into this one from this team their defense is way too lackluster and yeah Dallas and Dak, they picked him apart all day, man. I'm just going to read a hilarious stat out really quick. So, Quentin Johnson, uh, I think he's like the, what, 21st overall pick yeah. by the Chargers? Yeah. On the year, he has 21 receptions for 190 yards, one touchdown in 11 games. Deron Bland, seven receptions, all interceptions. Yards, 210. Touchdowns, five. <laughs> like... That's pretty hilarious. I, I just want to read that out. That's as brutal as it gets yeah, for LA, man. Yeah. That's all I could say. Dude. So yeah, I mean, Dak Prescott. I want to give him some credit because I'm I'm pretty hard on him most of the time. You know, uh, he's I think he's playing the best ball of his career. Whether it's against good or bad teams, it's been pretty pretty lackluster teams. But he also had that huge game in Philly on the law lo- on a loss. But he's playing really good football. Him and CD Lamb have a special connection going. Their offensive line is playing really good. Mika Parsons has four sacks in his last two games. I mean, he's just—they—they—he's called the Lion for a reason. I mean, he's just relentless. They move him all around. Uh, this is a special team they got in Dallas, and uh, they're playing with extreme confidence right now, especially at home on that fast track. And yeah, you know, I, this not a whole lot to say here. I thought, you know, I thought Washington played good in the first half, but some awful play calling on fourth and and third and fourth and shorts like running out of the gun and stuff like that by Washington and uh they just couldn't it just fell apart for them in the second half they couldn't keep up it was tough to watch man i think one of the keys for dallas going forward and into the playoffs this year is going to be finding brandon cooks man i think brandon cooks has like really got explosive potential as a number 2 receiver yeah 
CD's going to draw a lot of attention in those playoff matches that they might get to or whatever happens at the end of the year. And Brandon Cooks has emerged like a few times now in big ways. He quietly has five touchdowns in his last seven games. I think that's a guy to keep an eye on as well yeah. as obviously Jake Ferguson because you can't really rely on Tony Pollard this year. He's had a couple oh. good games now in a row, but he's been really struggling to get yards, man. Like This is like a really porous Washington rush defense, yeah. especially after uh, Chase Young and um, Sweat left as well, yeah. right? So it, it's I, I'm not sold on Pollard being the guy leading them. I think Dak's going to have to gunsling oh, his yeah. way to wins in the playoffs this I year. I think they're finding their sweet spot with Tony Pollard in like that 10 to 13 carry range. He's not like an 18 to 22, 20, like, you know, he's he's not that kind of back. So I agree, man. They're a pass-first team. They pass to set up the run, which is hilarious. It's kind it of really is. not a lot of teams totally are Totally like contradictory but to that just But that just shows you how special this passing game is and how good Dak is. Dak's now entered the MVP conversation. And yeah, he is. They're going to have to win their division to do that because there's Give no... it to Kirsten McCaffrey, though, for real, man. Yeah. Fuck the quarterbacks, dude. Yeah. It, ain't, it ain't a quarterback award, dog. Give it to TJ Watt. Yeah, seriously, man. <laughs> I want to see a non-quarterback win it for once. I mean, seriously, though, Tyree Kill, if he hits 2,000 yards and breaks it. He's got to be a consideration yeah. as well. I mean, it can't just be Jalen. I hate that it's Jalen Hurts. And yeah. don't get me wrong, I don't... I don't mind Jalen Hurts. I think he's a good guy. I think he's having a great year, but I think he's a product of his team as well. Yeah. Just like people like to say about Brock Purdy, you could say yeah. the same thing about him, so... Anyways, that's for another day. Uh, Green Bay Packers at the Detroit Lions. Man, this was literally a career-defining win early on for Jordan Love. That was a sensational game he played to kick off Thanksgiving. He really didn't put a foot wrong. He matched his career high in three touchdowns, no interceptions. He looked great, man. He, yeah. he looked really great at times. I was really blown away, to be honest. Yeah, I think they're finally... Matt, Matt LaFleur is finally trusting him. They've taken the training wheels off of this offense. They're opening it up. They're letting him, you know, throw the ball around a little bit more. They're getting more creative, using more motion. Got Christian Watson going. Right off the get-go, right, too. You yeah, saw that deep yeah, ball instantly deep set shot, the tone. Open up the game, set up the tone with Aaron Jones out. Jalen Reed's a beast. He, these, these two receivers are fantastic. You throw in Romeo Dobbs as the route runner. I mean, this is a really talented young football team. Their future is really bright in Green Bay. I think Jordan Love continues to continues to play off his recent success and they might have found something here and uh sean gary had a fucking massive game for them three sacks yeah, two did. forced he fumbles yeah. jared goff is dog shit under pressure if you get any kind of pressure on this guy the guy just collapses like he is so bad against pressure it's actually crazy yeah i couldn't He's even got believe six turnovers in the last two games dan campbell was like smoked a bowl of meth before this game with some of his decision making i couldn't believe it man fake punt like Going for it on fourth down, I get it. There's a, but there's a fine line between being aggressive and being reckless, and he was reckless. Dude, it game. was so scripted too. Like you could see the whole line was leading, leaning to the way that they ran the yeah, fake punt too yeah. before they even snapped yeah. the ball. It and was like, like it was like you could tell it was coming, man. Like just like with how aggressive he is and and being down early in the game and and Green Bay knew it was coming they knew right away and that was really it. a huge moment yeah. because they never really came back from that afterwards no. they tried but yeah it was too much to overcome if Green Bay on. can get Jer Alexander healthy and in this lineup this is a team that can go on a little bit of a run here I mean they got a big game coming up against the Chiefs thank God for them it's in Lambeau uh, coming off two straight wins, I look for that crowd to be electric, and I, I honestly like, like this was the Jordan Love I expected when I said this team was gonna be pretty good. Like not 
I thought they were going to win the division in the beginning of the year, and they've let me down. But Jordan Love is really coming alive here. I hope he can continue to build on it. You can see the talent. I mean, he he makes some throws that not a lot of guys can make. Yeah. Crazy arm ankles, not setting his feet, all that kind of stuff. Stuff that Zach Wilson tries to do and can do at times, but also can get away from him. He has so. a quick, quick mind, too. Yeah. You could see him actually go through reads where not... Yeah. Like, I, I'm just going to say, like, Justin Fields or so oh, on and yeah, so yeah. forth. You you literally watch them, and they're not going through the reads. No. Like, that's what I like to see with these young quarterbacks is having that progression where, you know, you understand you don't have a lot of time, so yeah. be quick and be decisive. And the last two weeks especially were huge for him, man. Throwing for 300 against the Chargers and those two touchdowns, yeah. I think that really... For a young guy, sometimes it's all it takes to get confidence. Yeah, you know, confidence. Just, just a little bit of success and then to show up on the national stage on Thanksgiving and do that in Detroit. Yeah. Really special, man. Really special. You just touched on it. They got the Chiefs. The Chiefs are vulnerable this year. They really are. I don't I don't see the Chiefs cakewalking anyone to be honest with you. Except so for the Raiders. That's a big game, yeah. I mean it's Raiders. It's yeah. like a high school team. But yeah. anyway, sorry, Randy Um then they got the Giants, Bucks, Panthers, Vikings, Bears. And that pretty, sounds pretty like they, they could really run the table there. They yeah. could really make a run, really get to the playoffs. So all hope is there for Green Bay, and Detroit's going to look to get right back on track. I think the Detroit Lions are reeling, man. I mean, their defense is nothing special. They got, you know, two good players on that defense, two blue-chip players in Aiden Hutchinson and, and, and uh I don't even remember uh, Alvin McNeil or something like that. I don't even remember his name, but their defensive <laughs> tackle, he's a beast. But uh, yeah, this they need to add some players around Hutchinson, man. I mean, it can't just be one guy. Their second, they they don't have corners to run man coverage, and like their Green Bay's passing attack and their talented receivers just took advantage of the secondary the entire game. Not much of a run game for Green Bay either, you know, especially with Aaron Jones out and yeah, just an impressive performance by Love, Matt Fleur, and the receivers and. Green Bay's offensive line held is really good pass protection offensive line. So, yeah, I I completely agree, man. I think the Lions are almost like kind of fake, to be honest. When you look at their schedule and who they're like they the beat Dolphins, too, it's almost, like, like, yeah, it's a, it really makes you question. Like, are they really what the record says they are? Or are they really just kind of faking it and getting through these uh these motions of the games, right? Yeah. But like they started the year as good as you ever could, yeah. winning against the Chiefs. But at the same time different Chiefs team now too right yeah, so 100% and no Travis Kelsey in that game either which is obviously and, and five drops by Tony yeah I mean right. like it just says it all right there but anyways uh you want to get into the performers of the week this week then yeah Jesse, sure or what? I'll uh just right off the top I'm gonna go with uh and the gridiron gang offensive performer of the week I want to shout out Jalen Hurts but we're not going with him we're gonna go with Kyron Williams first game back from a high ankle sprain 22 touches, over 200 yards, two tutties. Big-time performance by him. Big-time win for the Rams. Like I said earlier, I think he's the X-factor for this offense. And uh, for the defensive player, there is a lot of good players this week. But uh, I'm just, I'm going to go with Rashawn Gary, man. Like, three sacks, two forced fumbles. I don't think they win that game without him. He was dominant against a very talented Detroit offensive line to get that much pressure, that much... Uh, pocket movement for them. I mean, it was just a really impressive game for them, for him and their entire defense, honestly. They have a lot of injuries on their defense, too. So, oh, uh, yeah. And a coach of the week, Gridiron Gang coach of the week. We're going to go with Kyle Shanahan uh, to go into Seattle and uh, have that kind of performance against the Seahawks. Very tough place to play. The loudest stadium in the NFL with the 12s. 
just a dominating performance by Kyle Shanahan. And rookie of the week, this was a tough one, but just kidding, it really wasn't. We're going to go with CJ Shroud yet again. I mean, just, like, what is that, third, fourth week in a row? I mean, he was outstanding this week. Very, very strong performance. A lot of off-schedule, off-rhythm plays from him, just making plays outside of the pocket. So much pressure, like we said, over 60% of his dropbacks he was pressured on. And to just have the kind of game he did, keeping them in it, when they couldn't run the ball worth a damn, they had 11 attempts for 34 yards that game. Uh, he, he was their leading rusher, I believe, you know. He is a very special quarterback. He's already a top 10 quarterback. And, you know, hopefully he kind of hits a wall this week against Denver. That'd be great for me personally. Don't really know if I see that happening, though, with how good he's been playing lately. But, yeah. That'll do it. You just heard it here, folks. Those are our performers of the week. This is our Gridiron Gang Week 12 recap. Thank you for coming along with this ride yet again with us. It's been a pleasure. Looking forward to the final stretch of the year, Jesse. A lot of huge games coming up this week specifically, so it's going to be a great week of NFL action to break down again. We're coming into December here. Tomorrow's the last day, last games of uh, November, and every game now is is going to matter. I mean, there's almost a lot of these games coming up for a lot of these teams, especially in the AFC with these six and five teams and the NFC teams that are five and six. It's almost like playoffs are starting now for teams like the Colts, Denver, Houston. Cleveland and in the NFC the Packers the Seahawks the Vikings the Rams so a lot of crucial football this is the home stretch folks it's been an exciting year a lot of injuries at quarterback a lot of juggling but never not, nonetheless it's been a very very fun year uh, we've we've really enjoyed doing this podcast for y'all we're going to keep it going here tune in on uh, Saturday morning for the bets one uh, yeah let's ride yeah, really special time of the year. And shout out Tiger Woods, man. Yo, shout, shout out, out the king, Woods. baby. He's back. I, I can't wait. You yeah. know I love this guy, man. It's been a long time. And uh, yeah, football's looking great and Tiger's back. It shout can't be better. Shout out Tiger, man. Big day tomorrow. Can't be better. Looking forward to it. Later, guys.